my name is Jaina, and I'm back for another episode. The world thinks. Today's topic, what goes on here, stays here. Well, we definitely know that's a way of the world. And in my opinion, the number one killer of almost every system, well, every worldly system, whether it's a gang, home, job, within the church, etc. It is not okay. What goes on here stays here. For me, this statement gave me an excuse to act outside of the will of God because I didn't want to hurt or break my bond with that person. I have witnessed some things in my life, a lot of things, that goes against God's principles. And quite frankly, I've witnessed a lot of things that even goes against my own principles. But I went ahead, put on the mask anyway, and told myself that it didn't really bother me anyway, because it wasn't me directly. But I now know that those events did affect me greatly. Each mask making me lose a sense of peace in myself over and over until one day I just couldn't put on the mask anymore. Any mask, as a matter of fact. I just, I couldn't put on another one. Like I got fed up with being told that I needed to keep the things that I see directly in front of me, to me, around me, secret and isolated. And if I can't talk to you about it to help me grow and bring closure, then where does that leave me? So, that left me searching, empty, wondering, and that's just one of the many reasons I found God. So, going to the Bible, because everything I'm speaking with comes from insight from there, and so, 1 Corinthians Chapter 13, verses 4 through 7, Amplified Classic Version, AMPC. Love. Now, we use that word, well, I've used that word definitely very loosely, saying that I love people and then cut them off, not think of their opinions or feelings, anything. Just being 
inconsiderate thinking of my way and them wanting to see things my way. And that is definitely, that was wrong. That is wrong. There are very many definitions of love in the natural, even. You can look it up in Webster's Dictionary. But here in the Bible, love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily, it is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride, it is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. For it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is never ready to believe the is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances. And it endures everything without weakening. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, AMPC. And I got this off of Bible.com, the U version at least. So, with that being said, what goes on here stays here is not love that is an enemy tactic to make you think that because love doesn't insist on its own right or way love is not going to tell someone that you can't heal that you can't talk about or that you can't express what happened to you. Now, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean just run off and go tell everybody everything. But that does mean that you need to seek a trusted source outside of the one that you have. And my church, the group that I follow um, with women who teach us how to look at ourselves and the things that we do and how to change 
ourselves to be better, to help others. And it's not secrets that bring growth. Pastor D said, transparency brings growth. We have to be able to be honest. We have to be able to talk about it. And we have to be able to accept and process through the things that we have been through. And meaning that we went through something doesn't give us the right to blame or keep it secret. Doesn't mean that we're being disrespectful. being honest are we able to love past the pain the heartaches and tears what did you do he asked me that happened after I was abused I was asked those questions. And when you don't get the response that you think you want or need to hear comfort or support, how do you get past that? And it's not easy, but we have to because holding on to it not affecting them it's only affecting me you know and it's easy to say but it's a lot harder to face when you're looking in the mirror I have fought for a long time to tell any part of my story because I felt as if I was betraying people I feel at times that I may be betraying people that I love and I didn't want to bring any animosity between people or my family but when I think about that that hasn't helped me that hasn't helped my children and how would it help my grandchildren and I'm not out to blame anybody or crusade or anything like that it's just that this happened to me it's a part of me it's a part of my reality and I have to say it and it doesn't matter if you don't want to hear it I have this little poem that I wrote that happened after I was abused one of the times. The truth is lying on the floor, beat, broken, bruised, my flesh exposed for those to see. What did you do? They keep asking me. 
Did I ask for this? I asked myself. Did I ask for the pain? Did I ask for the shame? Did I really ask to be lying here on the floor? Wanting people to see me? Lying here on the floor. Confused, broken, battered, and torn. What did I do to get myself here? Why is it I want to be here for? Lying here on the floor. Beaten, broken, bruised, and torn. What did you do to get here today? That's all you can ask as I sit here in disgrace? The tears fall rapidly from my face. What did I do to get to this place? The first time that I witnessed violence, I was seven years old, and it was in my own home. 